It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by Action Carpet and Floor Covering, Hot Meadow Street, Simsbury. I'm Dan Lavallo. He is meteorologist Brad Field. We are putting this podcast together on Monday, August the 3rd. And Brad, this is a special podcast because of Issa Eas. So my first question to you is, what is the latest? Buenos dias, Issa Eas. Dan, <laughs> I heard that on a, a broadcast this weekend, so that's a, a fairly easy pronunciation for Issa Eas. If you say Buenos dias first, then you can, Issa Eas kind of just flows off your tongue. It does. But I am... I have seen a number of meteorologists and newscasters getting all tongue-tied on Isaias. It doesn't really exactly flow off your tongue, but uh, it's coming. Uh, Isaias is on the way, and it's going to uh, it's going to hit here in Connecticut. We've got tropical storm watches and warnings up, Dan. And uh, you know, this is not going to be the worst storm we've ever seen, but it, I think it's going to be a disruptive storm. Uh, we are uh, taping this podcast on Monday morning, August 3rd, and I've got the 8 a.m. advisory from the Hurricane Center, Dan, 30.2 north, 80.1 west, which is about 100 miles due east of Jacksonville, Florida. The storm is moving straight north at 13 miles per hour, and a very powerful tropical storm. Maximum sustained winds are 70 miles per hour right now. It's over very warm water, and it's intensifying. So it's expected to become a hurricane before it makes landfall. And I think it's going to make landfall right on the beaches where North and South Carolina come together. If I had to predict where landfall would be right now, Dan, I would say Wilmington, North Carolina. Will it lose some steam once it hits landfall? Yes. Uh, what happens, Dan, is you've got a rotary circulation around any kind of low-pressure system, be it a, a hurricane or a blizzard or whatever, and the wind field gets disrupted when you start getting into friction, like uh, with buildings and, and trees and so forth and hills. It disrupts the wind flow uh, in the counterclockwise circulation, whereas when it's over the water surfaces, it's virtually frictionless surface, and it's able to uh, keep its wind field. So, yes, I do think it will start to weaken once again. Uh, as I said, as of the 8 a.m. advisory, the Hurricane Center has the storm strengthening over the warmer water. So a hurricane warning is now in effect from the South Santee River in South Carolina north to Surf City, uh, North Carolina, this is where we think that the hurricane will come ashore. And then, as you said, Dan, once it goes over land, it will start to weaken in the wind field again and uh, be a powerful tropical storm with winds over 38 miles per hour, but less than 74 miles per hour. We've got a tropical storm warning in effect right now uh, up here. Uh, from north of Surf City, North Carolina, all the way up to Watchill, Rhode Island, and that includes Long Island Sound and uh, all of coastal Connecticut. Uh, tropical storm watch uh, from that point on, from Watchill, Rhode Island, up through coastal Maine, and that includes Block Island, Martha's Vineyard, and Nantucket. So that's the watch and warning status right now. Uh, tropical storm 
warning in effect for coastal Connecticut, tropical uh, storm watch in effect for northern Connecticut, because uh, the winds are probably going to be the strongest, I'd say, in Fairfield and uh, New Haven County. So in other words, in southwestern Connecticut, I think that's where the strongest winds are going to be. And they will be coming in later tomorrow afternoon and early tomorrow evening. So uh, in terms of the worst six-hour period, Dan, I'm thinking Tuesday evening between, say, 5 p.m. and 11 p.m. So uh, dinner time through the early and mid-evening hours of uh, Tuesday night. Uh, it's going to be very stormy around here, not much question. I want to talk for just a moment about our underwriter for the Bradfield Weather Podcast, Action Carpet and Floor Covering, located on Hot Meadow Street in Simsbury. And a big thank you to Action Carpet and Floor Covering owner Kevin Blake. Action Carpet and Floor Covering was voted first runner-up in the Best of Hartford Magazine 2019 survey. Action Carpet and Floor Covering does not cut corners. Action Carpet and Floor Covering cleans corners. Carpet cleaning, stain removal, deodorizing and scotch guarding, tile and grout cleaning and sealing, upholstery cleaning. Action Carpet and Floor Covering will strip and wax vinyl floors, clean wax and buff hardwood floors, water damage restoration, certified mold remediation, and also free estimates and in-home consultations. Did you know, by the way, that Action Carpet and Floor Covering is available 24-7? If there is an emergency, Action Carpet and Floor Covering has an emergency hotline you can call. From carpets to area rugs, runners, tile, vinyl, laminate, and so much more, Action Carpet and Floor Covering will handle your flooring and carpeting needs. Also, promotional financing is available. Stop by Action Carpet and Floor Covering today. Located on Hot Meadow Street in Simsbury. Visit them online, action-carpet.com. That's action-carpet.com. Or call Action Carpet and Floor Covering at 860-651-8406. 860-651-8406. And again, a big thank you to Kevin Blake at Action Carpet and Floor Covering for underwriting the Bradfield Weather Podcast. So if we are to, and we're going to get this storm, even though you, you say the storm is weakening, but you have to put weakening in quotations. So we're going to get this storm. What preparations should we here in Connecticut and in the region be making? Well, Dan, absolutely great question. We're, we're going to be seeing uh, southeasterly winds in that time frame, that uh, 5 p.m. Tuesday to uh, 11 p.m. Tuesday time frame. Southeasterly is on the order of 40 miles per hour, dusting as high as 60 miles per hour. So that is certainly going to be able to do some damage. It will uh, pile some water on uh, from the sound onto the Connecticut beaches. So minor to moderate coastal flooding, Uh, can be expected along the sound in uh, the Tuesday evening high tide, which is late in the evening. I think it begins around 11 o'clock. When you get into the circulation of uh, uh, Tropical System, Dan, sometimes you have these isolated, fairly weak tornadoes, but still they can do some damage. So isolated tornado threat is up as well as the storm goes by. 
uh, for the uh, parents, obviously, rough seas and rip currents, even though that the, uh, the tropical storm slash uh, hurricane is off the Florida coast, uh, we're going to see the rough seas and rip currents in here all day tomorrow, Tuesday, and actually into the day on Wednesday. So that's very, very dangerous. Uh, you asked about prep, Dan. Um, I would do the normal things such as make sure you've got working flashlights around because, you know, when you get these winds 40 to 60 miles per hour, they can take down some tree branches or some uh, some weakened or dead trees and uh, take down some power lines. So you're, you want to prepare for the possibility of losing power. Uh, make sure you've got uh, flashlights that are working and make sure your cell phone is uh, completely charged as you go through the day Tuesday. Um, I happen to have a generator, Dan, that I bought after uh, Hurricane Sandy. It's kind of a funny story. We lost power here in the October snowstorm for a long time. It was like 11 days uh, here in West Granby. We lost power, had no power, and I had no generator. Then we, the next year, got Hurricane Sandy, and we lost power here for seven or eight days. And, and uh, again, I did not have a generator. My wife said to me after that, she said, Brad, do you think it's possible that we might consider getting a generator? <laughs> so... Um, I did go ahead and, and purchase a generator, and since then, I think uh, in these eight years since uh, Hurricane Sandy, I think we've used it once for about uh, an hour. So uh, I'm going to get that ready in case uh, in case it needs to go. So, you know, uh, if you do happen to have a generator, you want to get gasoline for it, uh, you know, perhaps get ice uh, to preserve any refrigerated food you uh, don't want uh, to spoil, and another thing is maybe secure things outdoors. Uh, for example, we have a uh, an umbrella on a table out on our deck. You know, take the umbrella in. Take any kind of flags or pennants you have indoors. Uh, maybe any light light lawn furniture you might want to take indoors or secure. Because 40 to 60 mile per hour winds, they can move some things around and do some damage. So you want to prep today. Uh, I wouldn't say panic in any way, shape, or form. It's just a big storm that's going to be coming through. But you've got all day today and all night tonight and even the first few hours of tomorrow uh, to prep for the storm before it really gets underway. Uh, probably in the midday hours of tomorrow, we'll start seeing the direct effects from Issa Eas. Well, once we finish this podcast, I am going on my patio and putting my umbrella away, making sure that's secure. So that's great advice. Okay, thank you. Uh, and like you said, uh, make sure you have the batteries, make sure your phone is charged or your phones are charged, that the uh, tablet that you use is charged. Make sure everything is charged, right? Correct, correct. I mean... Uh, the, 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 the track of this thing, Dan, is such that it looks like it's going to come right up over us. Uh, I would not be surprised if ESAES goes over the state of Connecticut, um, not to our east, not to our west, but over us. So um, that's, the, that's the plan right now uh, as a significant tropical storm. The, the interesting thing about uh, these tropical systems, Dan, is it seems 
Uh, and there are meteorological reasons for this that I'd rather not get into because it's easier to explain on television where you have visuals than than uh, over the uh, phone line or over the radio waves where you don't have those visuals to sight. But the uh, eastern side of the hurricane tends to be where the wind field is strongest, and the western side of the hurricane tends to be where the rain field is the strongest. So with that in mind, say if the center were to come ashore uh, either in Fairfield County or New Haven County, for example, uh, off to the east, Middlesex County, uh, New London County, that would be where the strongest wind is. And to the west of this, where the center comes ashore, so out toward the New York-Connecticut border, that would be where the heaviest rain occurs. But I do expect a very healthy rainfall for all of us here in Connecticut. And it has been not only a hot summer, Dan, but a very dry summer. So uh, we're, we're going to be able to use this rain for sure. So you, you see the storm track perhaps going right over Connecticut, and my next question to you would be, because you mentioned the wind, and it depends if you're on the east side or the west side, but uh, regardless of which side, even if you're on the west side, what can you expect in the way of wind? Well, I'm predicting winds on the order of uh, 40 to 60 miles per hour, Dan. I think the gusts through uh, interior Connecticut uh, stay up toward the Massachusetts border, might be something like 50 miles per hour, but the uh, the highest gust of wind along the Connecticut shoreline, I think, will be about 60 miles per hour. So I, I do expect uh, some, some damaging wind tomorrow uh, evening, and uh, that certainly, as I said, can uh, cause some branches to come down and, and cause some power outages throughout the state. Um, the storm tracking, as I said, coming ashore probably as a hurricane around North Carolina. But then, as we described earlier in the podcast, Dan, as it circulates over land going up through, say, east central North Carolina, east central Virginia, uh, pops out around Delaware at about 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, which is Tuesday, August 4th. But then by tomorrow evening, Dan, I think that. Uh, the, that track is right over New York City and right over Connecticut, and the storm is racing. By pre-dawn Wednesday, August 5th, the storm will be in northern New Hampshire, uh, probably voting up around Dixville Notch, <laughs> and then Wednesday, moving on up into Canada. So, um, you know, the, the National Weather Service, too, Dan, has all these... Um, these uh, criterions for winds and rain, and I know you want to talk about all that, but uh, we've got a pretty good shot. Uh, just as an example, they're giving the wind shot of being in that sustained tropical storm wind force, 38 to 74 miles per hour, 50 to 60 percent wow. for Fairfield and New Haven County. So that's a that's a pretty good uh, shot at, at uh at getting that uh, sustained tropical storm force wind. And, and again, that's, that's high velocity. I know we think of a hurricane, what is it, 75 miles an hour minimum to be a Cat 1? But let me tell you, that, you know 25-mile-per-hour sustained wind can be damaging. Yes. No, tropical storm force wind uh, can do some damage, Dan. One of the other things that they, I said 50 to 60% chance of that, 
uh, tropical storm force wind for Fairfield and New Haven County, 40 to 50 percent chance for the rest of Connecticut. Mm. But that's a hell that's a healthy chance. Uh, the earliest reasonable time for uh, expectation of tropical storm force winds to arrive would be sometime midday Tuesday, so maybe uh, lunchtime. But I, I expect the worst of the storm to be as you head toward dinner time uh, during the day on Tuesday. There's another uh, stat that I looked at this morning that I thought was interesting that we would pass on to our, our listeners the probability of a one-minute wind of 58 miles per hour or greater. Now, remember why we use that criterion of 58 when we're talking, say, a severe thunderstorm. That 58-mile-per-hour wind has been deterministic of when you're going to get a lot of damage. So they're saying the probability of us getting a sustained wind of 58 miles per hour or greater for one minute is 10 to 20% across Connecticut. So hopefully that does not come true. Be, so you, you, if you're an optimist, you could say there's a 80 to 90% chance that that's not going to happen. But there's a 10 to 20% chance that that will happen. And if that does happen, there'll be a lot of uh, power out, a lot of uh, tree and limb damage across the state. So we know a lot about the wind. The next question becomes the rainfall. How much will we get? All right. Well, we're going to just uh, project that the heaviest rain is just to the west of the storm track. So uh, it looks like the 6 to 10 inches of rain uh, will occur coastal South Carolina, coastal North Carolina, and then on up into Chesapeake Bay. That looks like the area that's going to get the really heaviest of the rainfall with inland flooding. That 6 to 10 inches of rain will run off into the riverbeds and cause inland flooding in those locations. Now, as far as we're concerned, uh, there's a 4 to 6-inch swath, uh, looks like from coastal South Carolina, then north into east-central North Carolina, east-central Virginia, eastern Maryland. Then that uh, heavy, heavy rain comes up over the Philadelphia area and northwest New Jersey. Again, I'm just projecting this just west of the storm track and then into the northwest hills of Connecticut. So up your way, Dan, up in Torrington Way and out in Sharon Way, where they may very well have had a tornado yesterday, Sunday, August 2nd, we're looking for four to six inches of rain, so extremely heavy rain. To kind of quantify that for you, Dan, you can probably expect a month to a month and a half's worth of rain in Torrington in maybe a six-hour period. So that is a very healthy dose of rainfall. Uh, two to four inches for the rest of Connecticut, except for the Northwest Hills, maybe getting a little bit more. Two to four for the rest of Connecticut, uh, central and western Massachusetts, southern Vermont, uh, New Hampshire, and in western sections of Maine. So that's the uh, rainfall breakdown. Well, you know, you talk about rain, and we've had, as you mentioned, a lack of it. In July, the state of Connecticut received just 0.98 inches of rain, so that gives our audience an idea of how dry it was around here. But that's all going to change after tomorrow, Brett. No, well, that's correct, Dan, and that makes it, uh, you you get, um, 
when you have wet soil and wet grass, you get uh, evaporative transpiration, it's called, which makes the days cooler as you evaporate from the ground. But when you, the ground is extremely dry as it's been, uh, that's probably reason we've had this excessive heat wave going on and on and on. Uh, a lot of days it just touched 90. I mean, many days it got up into the 90s. But on several days, it just touched 90. If we had the uh, normal amount of soil moisture and transpiration coming up from our plants and flowers and grass and everything, I would submit to you that those days would have been maybe 87, 88, something like that, instead of 90. So the amount of soil moisture directly correlates to uh, how hot it can get as well. So, yes, this is going to put a lot of moisture back into the soil and uh, I think uh, maybe cool us down for the month of August. Okay, so as we put a ribbon on it then, Brad, and again, we're putting this podcast together on Monday morning, August the 3rd. What does our forecast look like? Dan, we've got the tropical storm watch in effect for northern Connecticut. We've got the tropical storm warning in effect for southern Connecticut. National Weather Service is saying it is up until further notice. Uh, good day to prepare today. Uh, good night to prepare tonight. No problems here. For the rest of today, it looks like it'll be sunny and a temperature between 86 and 92. And if I were a betting man, I would say it will get to 90 again at Bradley International Airport. Overnight tonight, increasing clouds, a few showers are possible late tonight as some of the bands way out in front of East East start to work in. For the day on Tuesday, rain becoming steadier and heavier. The heaviest of the rain will be late in the day through a good part of the evening. It looks like two to four inches from most of us here in Connecticut, except isolated six-inch amounts, Dan, up toward you in the northwest hills. We're looking at southeasterly winds of 25 to 50 miles per hour, uh, potential gust to 60 miles per hour, especially in Fairfield and New Haven County. For Tuesday night, the storm will taper during the late evening. Wednesday morning, the front pushes across that uh, kind of guided the storm north. So any shower activity will be ending early on Wednesday with slow clearing, drier weather, temperatures in the 80s. And believe it or not, Dan, Wednesday night, we could see some readings down into the 50s. So we could get some nice relief once the uh, tropical storm goes by. Thursday looks sunny, 80 to 85, and Friday looks mostly sunny and 80 to 85. Okay. Well, Brad, to you and Sandy and your family and our podcast audience, uh, be safe. And to all our first responders, as always, a big thank you, and be safe to the first responders as well. Absolutely. So everyone batten down the hatches, but don't be too nervous. Uh, this is not going to be, I don't think, a, a tremendous storm. Uh, in New England annals, but, uh, you know, take it seriously and, and batten down and you'll be fine. All right. The Bradfield Weather Podcast has been underwritten by Action Carpet and Floor Covering, Hot Meadow Street in Simsbury.